Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so, you know, I think abortion is, um, I th Here's what I think. Here's what I, this is what I think. Here's what I think. I, I think you should not get an abortion unless you need one. In which case, in which case, you better get one. I mean, seriously. If you need an abortion, you better get one. Don't fuck around. And hurry. That's not, not getting an abortion that you need is like not taking a shit. That's how bad that is. It's like not taking a shit. That's what I think. I think abortion is exactly like taking a shit. I think it is 100% the exact same thing as taking a shit. Or it isn't. Or it is or it isn't. It's either taking a shit or it's killing a baby. It's only one of those two things. It's no other things. So if you didn't like hearing that it's like taking a shit, you think it's killing a baby. That's the only other one you get to have. Which means you should be holding a sign in front of the place. People hate abortion protesters. They're so shrill and awful. They think babies are being murdered. What are they supposed to be like? Eh, I don't know, it's not cool. I don't want to be a dick about it though. I don't want to ruin their day as they murder several babies all the time. I don't think it's killing a baby, I don't. I mean, it is, it's a, it's a little bit, it's a little bit killing a baby. It's a little bit. It's 100% killing a baby. It is, it's totally killing a whole baby. But I think that women should be allowed to kill babies. That's what I think. They should be allowed to kill babies. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! We get to kill babies! Do some shots and kill some babies. I killed like four babies last night. It was fucking retarded. I just think it has to be one or the other. You know, like when people say abortion should be legal, safe, and rare. Why rare if it should be legal? If it should be legal, it's, it's shitting. If it should be rare, it's murdering babies. But again, women should be allowed because two reasons I think women should be allowed to kill babies. Number one, I don't think life is that important. It's just not. It, it is not. People get too excited about life. Oh, life, fuck you. It's not that, it's... Make a list of every shitty thing ever that's in life. Life is okay, I like life. I like it, I don't need it. I'd be fine without it. I like life though, I do. You know how much I like life? I have never killed myself. 
That's how much I like it. That's exactly how much I like it with a razor thin margin. I like it precisely enough to not kill myself. It's an option though. It's totally an option. I mean, I'm 49, I have two kids. I've flipped through the brochure a few times. I've thought of killing myself just to win an argument. You're not supposed to talk about suicide, even to your shrink. You ever go to a shrink and they're like, have you had thoughts of suicide? And you're like, no, because if I say yes, you'll press a button and folks will run in and hold me, hold them down. <laughs> but you should be able to talk about it. It's the whole, it's what the, it, the whole world is just made of people who didn't kill themselves today. <laughs> That's who's here. Is all of us that went, okay, I'll fucking keep doing it. It's Because it's an, it's an interesting thing about life. Life can get very difficult, very sad, very upsetting, but you don't have to do it. You really don't have to do it. You don't have to do anything. You never have to do anything because you can kill yourself. <laughs> if they send you a letter from motor vehicles, you have to come in and, no, I don't, I'll kill myself. <laughs> you can do that. You can do that once, but you can do it. And it's interesting because even when life gets bad, people generally choose it over nothing. Even the worst versions of life, even a shitty, shitty life is worth living, apparently. Because <laughs> folks are living the fuck out of them. You ever seen somebody that you're like, how he, he should kill himself, why didn't he not? That dude. You ever been driving and you look at the next car and you're like, oh shit. I wish I hadn't looked in that car. That was difficult to glance at, let alone being it. Just a guy in a, in a tan car. Nobody chooses tan. Nobody picks tan for their car. They give you tan. Is that mine? Yeah, it's yours, fucking loser. Made it tan. They shouldn't even make tan cars. It's mean to make them. You look over, you see a guy in a tan car with just dents all over it and a garbage bag for a window. <laughs> what is holding up his suicide? What is delaying it? What is keeping him from stopping being that? And what would it take? What would it take? What would it take? Both windows are garbage bags? Is that... Seriously, do you know how much misery is involved? in a garbage bag for a window. Do you know how many separate moments of shit misery? They canceled my insurance, <laughs> broke my window, duct tape. <laughs> Here's the truth, running away will not solve your problems. That's totally true. But killing yourself solves all your problems. It actually does. It even solves world problems. 
for you. <laughs> eh, what about ISIS? Kill yourself. <laughs> then they'll never get you. <laughs> Seriously, if everybody who's afraid of ISIS kills themselves right now, then ISIS loses. <laughs> because they live in a world of people that don't give a shit. We're gonna cut his head off. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's not fun now. I think the worst part of being beheaded is... The worst thing about being beheaded is that you look really dumb right after. That's the worst part. They go like that and you're like... <laughs> Just that fucking dopey. I don't think they like beheading bald people because they can't do this thing. That's the best part. They gotta go like this. It's not as cool. So just shave the top of your head and uh, you won't have to worry about it. So that's the first reason. That's the first reason I think uh, women should be allowed to kill babies. Because life is not so important. Second reason is because that's their job. Women have to decide who lives and dies. That's because they're the female of the species. In the, in the reproductive arena, that's what the female does. They are the selectors. They have to decide this. We give them this responsibility when we fuck them. We go, here, you decide what to do with this shit. <laughs> See you later. And she has to figure out if you should have kids, if she should have, that's her job. Because women have judgment. They have judgment. Men don't have judgment. Men have intent. Men just, just want to spray the world with their cum, just mist. More of me! More of me! It's her job to go, that's enough of you, I think. <laughs> no, that's really enough. I don't think that face needs to repeat. I've seen your father, and it's not getting better. And sometimes she doesn't realize this until after you fuck her. That's actually the when she really knows is when you're like, yeah, and she's like, I'm not having this piece of shit's baby. <laughs> And that's, that's why abortion is the last line of defense against shitty people in the species. So we need them to abort every shitty baby. I mean, all animals do this. Animals do it uh, late. They have the baby. And then they're like, you know what? It's cold. I'm going to eat this one. But when, when is it okay? When should they be allowed? When it's in their pussy, that whole time. It's in her pussy. If there's a dude in your pussy, you get to kill him. 
I think that's pretty fundamental. You're allowed to kill people if they're in your house. <laughs> so, that's what I think. <laughs> I have two kids. <laughs> I try to be a better person around my kids. I really do. I try to uh, change my behavior around them. Like, I have rules in my house. They all apply to me. Like, I have a rule that I don't curse around my kids. It's a rule. It does happen. You know, sometimes you have a stressful moment, and you're with your kids, so you say something by mistake. Like, one time I was making dinner for my kids, and I gave my daughter a bowl of soup, and I said, uh, here's your fucking soup. <laughs> But uh, you can see how that was a tough situation. You're supposed to teach your kids right from wrong. I don't know, it's confusing, you know? Some people raise their kids religiously, and that kind of covers it. They kind of go, all this, do that. I'm not raising my kids religiously because I don't feel like it. Get up on a Sunday. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Let your souls rot, kids. I don't care. I'm not getting. Daddy, who's Jesus? None of your business. Go back to bed. <laughs> but my kids, you know, they're living in the world and there's a lot of religion in the world. So you do have to teach your kids, if you're not raising them religiously, you do have to teach them about religion. You know? I always tell my kids the same thing. I tell them that there are many religions in the world and they're all equal but the Christians are the main one. That's what I tell them. The Christians won. They're the winners. So act accordingly. Congratulate Christians when you meet them. Because they won the world. And it's true. It's true. We love to tell each other, ourselves like, every religion is exactly, no, no they're not. The Christians won everything a long time ago. If you don't believe me, let me ask you a question. What year is it? <laughs> I mean, come on. What year is it according to the entire human race? And why? What year is it? Anybody, sir, just yell out the year. Thank you, 20, 2016. No, it's 20, <laughs> that's right. It's 2017. What is that? That's a number. It's not just any number. It must be a very important number. Because we're counting to it in unison as a species. For thousands of years, we've been going one, two, three. Come on, everybody. Four. And now, come on, Africa. Five, six. What is this number? We're counting the days since what? Since there was ever people or since the sun did a something? <laughs> Not at all. It's been 2017 years since what? Anybody, yell it out. Since, yes, Christ! <laughs> Christ! That's right. It's been 2,017 years since Christ 
Jesus. We are counting the days since Jesus together. Which makes sense if you're Christian, but what the fuck are the rest of us doing? Jesus was here, Jesus was here, Jesus was here. Everybody, scientists, historians, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus plus two, Jesus plus three, Jesus plus four. Jesus plus 2,017 years, four months and three days is when your license expires. that not a win for the Christians? How, that is, how is that not a complete win? That's not a Monday off in October. That's there was no time before Jesus. And the whole world went, okay, sure. And then somebody was like, what about the years before him? There were billions, I mean, infinity. Those go backwards. <laughs> you want us to measure most of history backwards? To accommodate one religion? Uh-huh. All right, we'll do it, it's fine. We'll do it. The whole world, you ever watch New Year's Eve around the world? They always show you like how every country celebrates, it's kind of cool. The first, there's one little island. It's the first place that's actually the place that it's the year. It's a little island in the Pacific. I don't forget what it's called, but the people, they do a little ceremony for New Year's Eve every year. And they just, they just wear grass. Because they don't even have sticks yet. These are, these, they're in the grass age. <laughs> they have no clocks. But they do a dance. <laughs> A 2017. And it goes around the world. Oh, it's a 2017. Death to all Christians in 2017. <laughs> the Jews are quietly keeping track. It's really 5,766, but. That's for us, we're just, uh, that's okay. We're just keeping track for when you snap out of it. It's all right, I'll, I'll write yours on my check, I don't want a problem. What about Chinese New Year? Yeah, what about Chinese New Year? All right, next time you're doing your taxes, just write monkey where the year goes. Just put monkey. See what happens to your funds. No, it's 2017, year of our Lord. Jesus, he a clock on the nose. And they made it up. That's the weirdest part is they got to rename years that had already taken place. Because you know, that's not what those years were. You know that, right? That the year three wasn't the year three, during the year three. <laughs> Nobody was walking around back then, hey, what year is it? 
is three. <laughs> yeah, but I'm 28. <laughs> How can I be 28? There's <laughs> only been three. Ah, oh, well, see, you were born in BC 24, and there's a zero. Remember it went backwards? Oh, shit, that was stressful. I hated those years. What was that like? What year is it? Ten. What year is it now? Nine. The fuck is gonna happen? <laughs> so I don't know what to tell my kids. My kids are, uh, uh, they wanted a dog, so I got them a dog. I got them a dog this year, which was a mistake. I shouldn't have gotten the dog. Because we got, first, we rescued a dog. We got an, uh, uh, we adopt, yes. You must, re yes, always rescue. If you get a dog, get a rescue dog. Don't get a puppy from those horrible people who professionally raise dogs carefully. No. You need to just get a mystery dog <laughs> that's been beaten and abused and traumatized on the streets of Puerto Rico and can't talk about it to anyone now. They never know. Do you know anything about the dog? Uh, she's afraid of pennies. <laughs> so we think maybe somebody's been throwing handfuls of pennies at her face. But otherwise, no. So you take this random dog and just put it in your house with your family and watch their personality unfold. This dog is insane. I'll walk into the kitchen and the dog's just standing there alone like this. I'm like, you all right? Are you all right? My kids are terrified of the dog. My daughter goes to pet the dog. The dog goes like this. She's like, should I pet her? I don't think you should ever pet our dog, honey. So I took her to the vet. I took the dog to the vet to ask her what to do. And the vet said, listen, I think there's something you should seriously consider. I was like, please be saying to kill this dog, please. <laughs> be a doctor that says the dog dies now. But she didn't. She said, she said, I think you should consider Prozac for the dog. I was like, really? She said, yeah, it works. Calms the dog right down. But it's a big decision and you should think about it. I said, put four in her asshole right now. <laughs> what do I have to think about? I don't give a shit what she's experiencing. Fucking fix it! <laughs> Give her heroin, shoot her up. <laughs> Come on, puppy. <laughs> Why, your dog is really chill. <laughs> yeah. It only costs $400 a day to keep her like that. <laughs> I didn't always feel this way. I used, to, I used to love animals. I used to worry about animals. 
just animals. When I was like 20, are all the doggies okay everywhere? I certainly hope so. But I'm 49 and I got two kids now. You know what happens? Your circle of concern tightens. I have four nephews. I don't love any of them. <laughs> Fuck a dog. <laughs> you know those ads like the PSA on television about abused animals? They show you a dog with like an empty socket and he's like, ooh, they're always wet. I feel like they hose them down before they film them. <laughs> and the voice comes on, look at these dogs. These dogs are beaten every day. Please send us money so that this can stop. Are you beating up the dogs? <laughs> How's my money fixing that? You ever seen that PSA where they show you a really sad man? He's very upset, very sad man. He's holding a little sign and it says, yeah, sure. And he says, this is the text that killed my daughter. Because somebody texted, yeah, sure, and ran over his kid, which is awful. Although maybe they were responding to a text that said, can you please kill that kid? <laughs> and so they just wrote back and did it. I'm not saying that makes it better. I'm just saying we don't have all the information. My kids and I were having breakfast the other day, and uh, we're listening to NPR. We always listen to NPR because we're better than you. <laughs> and uh, so we're listening to NPR at breakfast the other morning, and there's this one story where they kept using this phrase. They kept saying, 9-11 deniers. They kept saying that. 9-11 deniers. And my daughter was like, what is that? And I said, well, it's a group of people that think September 11th was a conspiracy. And she said, oh, I thought they were saying 9-11 deniers. <laughs> yeah, she thought they meant nine people who just ain't buying this 11 bullshit. <laughs> just a uh, small fringe group, really. There's only nine of them. But they still got an NPR, they got on the radio because they're dedicated. They protest every day. They're the 9-11 deniers. They're outside of the White House. It goes 10, 12, 13. Me and my eight friends know it. We are the 9-11 deniers. We know that 11 is a bullshit number <laughs> propagated on the people by the man. Why do we have 11 when we have 13 and 14 and 15, and 16, 17, motherfucking 18 and 19? But we do not have a one team. What happened to one team? The government took one team and 
and replace it with some bullshit called 11. We are the nine that deny that shit. Mr. President, give us back one team. I don't mean to offend any Chinese people with a stereotype, <laughs> but... That's right, I'm Chinese, motherfuckers. I'm from Beijing. I lived in Shanghai. I'm Chinese than a motherfucker. I'm a chopsticks and whatnot. Ah! All right. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Stereotypes are harmful. That's truth. But the, the voices are funny. And I, I don't know how to reconcile those two facts. I enjoy doing the voices. But they're offensive. So I do them at home. I used to do them for my kids when they were little. They liked them. They didn't know it was a race thing. They just enjoyed Daddy, do the friendly man. You want me to be the friendly man, little girl? We love the friendly man. He loves little white girls too. Let's have some scrambled eggs. <laughs> and then I grew up and I was like, don't talk about the friendly man. <laughs> Maybe don't talk to your teachers about them. My kids go to uh, public school in New York City, and uh, they, yeah, all right. Uh, send your kids there then. <laughs> no, it's good, it's good. Teach them that that's what life is like. The teachers amaze me because I don't know, this is the worst, here's the worst thing about this country to me is that there's, there's no more noble profession than to be a public school teacher. It's easily, please, please don't, you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like where it's going. I don't recommend clapping at any things. You'll regret it at the end of the thing. In a democracy, there's no more noble contribution you can make than to teach in a public school. And in this country, the people that do that, they're fucking losers. They're just rock bottom fucking losers. And everybody knows it, but they keep doing it. New people are teaching every day, knowing how shitty it is. They show up, they tell them ahead of time, hi, what is this job? And they say, okay, here's what we need you to do. We need you to make children know math. Wow. Do they wanna know math? No, they don't wanna know it. You need to make them know it against their will while they're exploding sexually and beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> Who are these children? Just whatever kids live near the building. <laughs> How much do I get paid? About $10 every four years. What if I get really good at it? What happens? Nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> Nobody notices and you get fired and you die alone. Okay, I'll try it for 25 years. 
my daughter's learning about Greek mythology, and she's asking me questions about it. She was like, Daddy, who's Achilles' mother? I said, I don't fucking know. Don't ask me that shit. <laughs> I don't know who Achilles' mother is. Don't yell it out if you know it, please. Like, it's Camp Ampetees. Nobody cares what you know. <laughs> she had a question about Achilles, and it was an interesting question, and I'll tell it to you. But first, the story of Achilles, real quick. Achilles was a baby, uh, uh, he was a Greek um, baby, and <laughs> he didn't stay that way, but when he was a Greek baby, uh, his mother, who was a goddess, um, took him into the River Styx, which is at Hades, the land of the dead, and she dipped him in the water of the River Styx because there was a magical quality to that water that you, it would make you impervious of any harm. You couldn't be hurt. It was like a shield, right? So she, she dipped him in that water to protect him. But she held him by the heel. That's the important detail. Held him by the heel, which is an awkward way to hold a baby. <laughs> by the heel. Try holding a baby by the heel and dipping it in a river. You'll never see that baby again. That's how to get rid of a baby. I lost the baby in the water. I was trying to wash him and he fell in the river. I'm sorry, Mr. Achilles, I lose your baby. You told me to hold him by the hill. He sleep. It's Achilles' mother's Mexican nanny. It's a lesser known character in the Iliad. Anyway. His mother, she was able to hold on, of course, because she was a goddess. She was the goddess of grip or whatever, I don't know. And she held on, and then he was protected, except on his heel. His heel was not protected, and so that's what we call your Achilles heel, your one vulnerable place. Everybody's got their Achilles heel. Achilles' Achilles heel was his heel. Like, literally. Anyway, so my daughter, here was her question. She said, how come his mother didn't just dip him again? She could have just dipped him one more time with the other leg in there. Did she just like get, you're right there. Was there like a sign that says one dip per goddess? Did you ever color an Easter egg? It's not that complicated. You dip it and then you hold it differently and dip it again. Smart kid, I, I, I was proud of her. But at the same time, I thought, who the fuck are you to judge this woman? <laughs> it bothered me. Because here's what the story of Achilles teaches me, is that if you're a parent, it's never enough what you do for these motherfuckers. <laughs> it's just never enough. It's still gonna be your fault. How much more do you want from a mother? She dipped her kid in magic water and protected 99% of his body. Is any of it up to him? He could have just wore a big shoe and be careful. But he goes out in sandals, fucking flip-flops. And a sword and fights the whole planet. I'm a Achilles because my mother dipped me. Finally, somebody got him in the heel, and he's like, Mom! 
Thanks a lot, Mom! What's wrong, Achilles? My mom didn't dip my heel. She's so stupid, she ruined it! Fuck you, Achilles, you Greek dick. I hate the way people talk about their mothers. I was watching a football game one time, and this guy scored a bunch of shit, whatever, and they were excited. So they asked him about it afterwards. And the football player said, my mom died last year, but I know she was watching my game from heaven tonight. And I wanted to be there to say, leave your mother alone. How dare you? She's dead. I mean, when are you done with your fucking kids? When are you finished with your fucking kids? Even after you're dead, you still have to go to their fucking games and shit? Leave your mother alone. She did her job. She raised you and it killed her. I mean, let her enjoy heaven. Don't you want your mother to enjoy heaven? Isn't that what you want your mom to be just in heaven? Whee! This poor woman, the angels are like, we're having an angel party, you wanna come with us? I can't, I gotta watch my son's games. He'll be very upset. Okay, good. He can't fucking hear me. Why am I doing this? <laughs> I just think when people die, it means they did their jobs and you should forget them. That's what I think. Because <laughs> it's unfair what we put on dead people. Are you watching over me? Yes, I'm watching all of it. <laughs> you know, like an old, when you see an old couple and they've been married for like 60 years, you know that kind of story? Everybody always loves that. The kind of people that always get applause based on the math of their lives. <laughs> How long have you been married? 60 years. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that automatically wonderful? <laughs> How do you know? You just know how long it's been. For 60 years, every morning he tells me I'm a piece of shit. Well, let's just say this is a happy couple, okay? They love each other. They've been married for 60 years. That's longer than most people really want to be alive, and they've been together that long. And now they're just an old couple, and they just walk together. You know when you see two people? And it's kind of lovely. They don't need anybody else. It's just the two of them. This is both of them. They just walk. <laughs> they always walk somewhere nobody walks there. It's trash. <laughs> He's wearing a suit that is not a color. She's wearing a dress that's like a triangle, like a kid drew it. It's just fucking a dress with fruit on it. Nobody cares. And they just walk every day. It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. You want to go to the store and get a cracker? Yeah, let's get a cracker at the store. Can I buy a cracker? Yeah, you buy it. And then one day, usually he dies first, they're walking, and he goes, 
Ah. Ah. And she says, Richard! Ah. Ah. Richard! Ah. And he dies. So now it's just her. Just Rose. And she's alone. Now she just stands in their house. Once in a while, somebody goes to get Rose because there's a wedding. Come on, Rose. Uh, Nadine's getting married. You, Nadine, it doesn't matter. Just fucking, come on. <laughs> come on. Fuck, come on. <laughs> Fuck. I just want to push her from... <laughs> she, lies, she lives 10 more years. 10 years after Richard dies. And, uh, and then 10 years later now, she's laying in a bed. She's dying. Somebody's there with her on their phone. <laughs> so Rose is dying, and she says, Well, at least now I get to be with my Richard forever. Where, where did she get that idea? Where did, where did that come from? I've, I've looked it up. No religion teaches that when you die, you get to ruin heaven for your dead spouse. <laughs> Why is that fair? Who gets... Richard's been dead for 10 years. He's been in heaven for 10 years. And somebody comes up to him, hey, your wife is coming. <laughs> what? Excuse me, what did you just walk up and say to me just now? Yeah, Rose just died. She'll be here in about 20 minutes. They just gotta hose her down and tape the wings on. And then you're gonna be together forever. Wait a minute. Fuck. You said this was heaven. Why is this... I have a girlfriend here now. I don't want to fucking... She's the love of your life. She's not the love of my death, motherfucker. <laughs> That's marriage. Marriage is a big deal. Marriage is a big deal. I went to a wedding the other day. I went to a gay wedding. I've been to a lot of gay weddings, which is not true. <laughs> it's not true at all, but I did go to one. But, uh, I don't go to weddings generally because uh, I don't like them. I hate it. Don't invite me, really. I think it's rude to invite people to your wedding. I really do. <laughs> Nobody's happy to get that shit. You make it all pretty and they're like, oh, fuck. This is gonna suck. Here's a helpful list of places to stay. Oh, great. I get to live in a La Quinta <laughs> in Redding, Pennsylvania for three days because you want to get married for a couple of years. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch you start your shitty thing. Nobody wants to see it. Everybody's in a shitty thing. That's what it is. That's what it is to be with somebody. You're either alone or you're in a shitty thing. That covers 100% of human beings. 
I know there's, I can see there's young couples here and you're like, no, we're in a good one. It's really good. Yeah, fuck you. Who do you think you are? It just didn't get shitty yet. So arrogant. Yeah, I think we figured it out. No, yeah, you're the first ones. Of course it's gonna get shitty. That's part of it. It's like, it's like going to a horror movie and in the first minute you're like, I think they're all gonna be fine. No, they're all gonna die. And you're gonna hate the person you love right now. It's the way it works. Love plus time minus distance equals hate. That's just the way it goes. I'm not saying don't do it, you should do it. It's the best thing, it's the best part of life, love is. But don't be greedy and expect it to last. Don't be amazed that a butterfly died because you shot it in the face. Just fall in love, make a fucking mess. It goes shitty, you don't realize it till too late, and then you cry a lot and move on. It's the best part of life. It is. I've always loved love. I've always loved this. It's been my favorite part of life is meeting somebody and going, oh, shit, that person. That's the best feeling. Now, why the fuck would that just, oh, yeah, for years, for our whole lives, just, oh, yeah. That's insane to expect that. It's a little thing you get to catch, and then it rots and dies. It's just the way it goes. It's like if you see a person in the park making bubbles with a big wand, you know, with soap. And sometimes they make a really big one and he goes, oh, hey, hey, ah, shit, okay. That's all. You don't stand over, liar! You don't get mad at the soap stain. It gets so shitty, man. It does. Oh, oh, oh. All the little intricate parts. Like I was in an email fight recently. You've been in an email fight. Some of you are in an email fight right now. You know an email fight, not a text fight. A text fight is like, fuck you, boo. Fuck you, boo. Dick, boo. Asshole, boo. That's a text fight. An email fight is like, in June when I told you that I had this issue, I was very disappointed in the way you didn't listen. You know those emails you just work on it all night? Like it's the closing argument to a murder case. It's so important, your fucking email. You're pounding it out like Beethoven and you're pouring water in your head and going deaf and still working on it. And then you send it to somebody. Can you read this and tell me if it's fair what I wrote? Start at the bottom. And they write back, I made a few changes. Oh, thank you, that really captures my voice. And yet, and then you send it to somebody else and they're like, I would take out eat shit fuck face because it clouds your better points. And you're like, no, fuck you, I'm gonna keep it. And then finally you send it. And you're like, hmm. Then you feel really good. I finally said it. Finally. And you have this fantasy that they're at home reading it right now going, oh, oh, I'm wrong 
about all of the things. And at some point during the day, they haven't written back yet, and you know it's because you just bewitched them. <laughs> and you decide, I'm gonna read my email. I'm gonna read the email that I wrote. Is there any more disgusting modern human behavior than reading your own already sent emails? Is there any more scratching your asshole and smelling your finger than, than that? I do it all the time. <laughs> so that's what I did. I was in an email fight. And, uh, and I looked in the sent folder where it's all, that's it, it's in stone. You can't change that anymore. And I realized I left something in there by mistake. I left something at the top of the email by mistake. It said, um, this is my latest draft, what do you think? So now the rest of it is just shit. It's shit now. Because she knows I have a writing staff and a focus group. There should be credits at the end of this fucking email. Approved by mother and sister. I don't know. Love is worth it, though. It really is. It's worth it. It is. I mean, I've always been, uh, I've always pursued love my whole life, you know? Even when I was a kid, I loved girls. I loved them. And it was all, when I was 12, I discovered that girls were the greatest thing. And I would ask them out. That's what I did. I just walked up and asked them out. I had no fear. I'd go up to any girl I liked. Hey, uh, you want to go out with me? And she's like, no! Because <laughs> you weren't supposed to do that. You weren't supposed to just ask her out. There was a system my daughters told me it still works this way in middle school. There's a thing where the, the boy asks his friend to ask her friend to ask her what she would say <laughs> if he asked her out. How did children just know this Elizabethan parlor thing? <laughs> Twelve-year-old boy, please inquire after her maiden friend. Were I to request her presence, what might be her answer? Indeed, my lady would enjoy your company, sir. Were you to make your desires known? Mm, that is well. May I finger her? You are bold, sir. <laughs> and finger her you may. <laughs> and finger her I shall.
Anyway, I didn't do any of that myself. I just, uh, I would just ask them out. <laughs> they always said no. Girls said no to me. Till Rachel. Rachel was the first girl who said yes. She, I asked her to the dance in eighth grade, and she said yes. Happiest moment of my life. Even to now. <laughs> I never beat it. Anyway, Rachel said, yes, I'll go to the dance with you. So we went to the dance. I was 13. It's my first time with a girl. And about five minutes into the dance, she comes up to me and she says, do you mind if I dance with Jeff? I was like, okay. Because what are the moves that I have at 13? What else are you going to say? Do you mind if I dance with Jeff? Yeah, I do. I mind very much. What the fuck do you think this is, Rachel? You know what? Get your shit. We're leaving right now. Get your shit. Shut the fuck up, Rachel. I swear to God. I didn't have any of those tools. So I said, okay. And she danced with Jeff and made out with Jeff and left with Jeff. That was, that was it. And I learned. By the way, that guy Jeff, this is a true story. That guy Jeff, he's a woman now. That's what happened. It's true. I was looking up on Facebook people from my past, and he's a woman, and she has a whole blog on Facebook about becoming a woman. I was up all night reading it. I was crying. It was amazing. I was like, this is incredible. And then at the end, there's a picture of her with hair, and she says, I didn't change. I knew what I was all along. I knew I was a girl since I was six years old. And I read that, and I thought, why don't you take my fucking date then? You knew, you piece of shit. Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> Fuck you and your journey. I don't give a shit now. <laughs> Hooray for a transgender, but fuck you because you're just an asshole who became a cunt. That's what happened. I envy transgender people, though. I do. I know it's a tough road, but I envy them on this level, that they figured out what's going on with them, and they fixed it. What an amazing gift to know what the fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> Who else gets to have that? It's just a mushy, I don't fucking have any idea. I would give a million dollars to just wake up, oh, I'm an owl. That's what the thing is. <laughs> I just got to blink slow and eat a mouse. Because <laughs> life is very confusing. Even I'm 49 years old and I haven't found a cruising altitude to my identity. I'm still fucking confused. I really, I get new feelings and they upset me. I don't like new feelings. I want to know what I like and get it and just die. That's what I want to do at this point. Like, I, get, I have a weird relationship with this movie that's on cable sometimes. It's called Magic Mike. You ever seen this movie? <laughs> Magic Mike. For those of you watching this on video many years from now, Magic Mike was a movie about male strippers starring Matthew McConaughey and Channing Tatum. Uh, and it was a very different country when it was <laughs> made from whatever you're watching. But anyway, we had a whole other thing going on. This building's not here anymore. 
but you're watching it on a dusty thing and it's all rubble. And you're watching this. I don't know why you're watching this out of everything. But when things were real easy, we made movies like Magic Mike. It's just a nice movie about men who strip. And uh, every time I'm flipping around and it comes on, I always stop. And then I play a little game of chicken with this movie. I stop because it's a good movie. It's well made, directed by Steven Soderbergh, good director. And so I get into it, I get into the story, and then they start stripping. And then I start having all these feelings. Get, my face gets a little hot. At first I just get hostile for no reason. I go, fucking, fucking, But then there's one part of the movie that I like. I have a favorite part of Magic Mike. So I always stick around for that part. It's the part where Matthew McConaughey, he's wearing leather pants, no shirt, and he goes, the law says you cannot touch, but I think I see a lot of lawbreakers out there. I guess that. It's like perfect. It's the way he rolls out of him. I think I see a lot of lawbreakers out there. I just really like that. I like it. And when the movie comes on, I'm always like, all right, this gets to where he says that. And then he says it, and I'm like, fucking good, that's really good. <laughs> I like it a lot. Here's how much I like it. I don't really do impressions, and I kind of nail that one because I think about it all the time. <laughs> I'm walking around my house like, says you can't touch Blah says you can't touch and I go up to my dog but I think I see a lot of lawbreakers right here <laughs> I like that part and then after he says it all these strippers come on Matthew McConaughey all these strippers Channing Tatum comes out fucking And then I go like, fuck, and then I have to stop. Because I'm starting to get a feeling. I'm just starting to get like a feeling. It's not a boner. It's not a boner. But I, 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 I can feel my dick starting to turn over a little bit. Just starting to... You know when you can feel your dick kind of unfold? It's like it's like a pool toy that's been blowing up for a while. The, the wrinkles are starting to come out. It's taking shape. It's like... <laughs> just that early. My dick's just waking up. <sighs> what are you guys doing here? Anyway, I've never watched the whole movie. I've never seen Magic Mike in its entirety because I don't want to see it. I don't want to see the end of Magic Mike. I know what the end of Magic Mike is. I'm pretty sure that the end of Magic Mike is that I'm gay.
pretty sure that's how it ends. I don't want to see the ending. I want to stay like this. You know why? Because I'm 49 years old. I don't want to enter the gay community now. This is not the version of me that's going to have an awesome time as the new gay guy. So fuck that. And that's my right, by the way, because that's about me. That is my life. I would never discriminate against another person for being gay. I wouldn't dream of it, but I have every right to oppress and discriminate against my own possible budding homosexuality. That's mine to just violently push down. Like it's a dude I'm trying to make blow me right now. And you know, I haven't become like uh, generally attracted to men. I'm not sexually attracted to men. Just Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and Channing Tatum. Those two guys, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Seriously. Matthew with his like leathery skin, he's like, ah. Just, ah. Fucking sexy. And Channing, kind of dumb face, like, uh, like, oh, shit! Oh, fuck! I like it! But men in general, I'm not into it. It's just these, you know what I think it is? is I'm only gay for the best. I'm top shelf gay. I'm not retail gay, you know what I mean? I'm not off the rack gay. I'm not gonna go to J.C. Penney's and suck a bunch of dicks. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Neiman Marcus and get this signature collection. <laughs> Platinum dick. The best. The best dick. Because I'll try the best anything. If it's the best one, I'll try it. Like, I don't like cognac. I would never buy a bottle of Hennessy and keep it in my house. But I had never tried the best cognac. If somebody was like, would you like to try this cognac? It's, this cognac was 500 years old, 300 years ago. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking give me that. We're gonna go to, like if somebody asked me to go to a Kenyan restaurant, I don't wanna go to a Kenyan restaurant. I know all the foods that I like. But if somebody was like, this is the best Kenyan restaurant, it takes six months to get a reservation, I can get you in, they fly live turtles in. And you eat, you bite off its screaming face while it's alive. And every turtle you eat is the last of his species. Ah, can't wait to eat that fucking turtle. I'm gonna end his people with my mouth. The best, I'll try it. If somebody was like, we have a guy here, he has the best dick. The best dick ever. His dick has been soaking in olive oil since he was five years old. <laughs> We've been feeding him nothing but butter and penises his whole life. <laughs> he is the best dick and you can suck it right now. Well, let me see it. 
Can I see it? Can you take it out? Oh, shit, that's beautiful. Oh my God. That's my favorite thing now. Fuck, I shouldn't have looked at it. Let's bring it closer. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, but bring it closer, please. at that point you put it in your mouth right <laughs> if you're looking at the best dick ever and you're not sure you want to suck it just put it in your mouth and then decide just for like 20 seconds <laughs> that's a long time that's 20 20 <laughs> seconds that's a long time to have a dick in your mouth that you're ambivalent about it's 20 seconds if you have a dick in your mouth for 20 seconds you are not deciding this is, I'll show you. This is 20 seconds with a dick in your mouth. I decided not to suck that dick that's been in my mouth all day. I don't like dicks, that's why I'm not gay. That really is the reason, I hate dicks. Penises are very disgusting to me, to me. I don't wanna yuck your yum, I just think they're gross. I always hated penises. I hated my father's penis, I did. I did, I hated my father's penis. Well, when you're a little boy, sometimes you gotta see your dad's dick. If you go to a restaurant, you're probably going to see your dad's dick. <laughs> I should explain that, right? That's, that sounds like I have a weird father. All right, we're going out to eat. Everybody take a look. No, sometimes... Uh, if you go to a restaurant with your family, when it's time to pee, you go pee with your dad if you're a little boy. If you go to a ball game with your dad, I remember there was just, there was never urinals, it was just a trough. And the little boys and the men stand there together. And the men are just standing there. And, the, and we're down here, the little boys. And the dicks are eye level. Just horrible, pissing dicks. In both directions, like a chorus line. Just... And my dad had the worst dick. He had the worst. Because my dad, first of all, my father's Mexican. It's true. My father is Mexican. I'm not. I'm, I'm not Mexican. My father is. Just because some Mexican fucked my mom for years doesn't make me a Mexican. Just makes her a whore. But anyway, my dad... My father had a Mexican, Catholic, uncut, raw, organic, local, fucking free-range Mexican dick. 
It was just so basic. It was like a farmer's market yam just sticking out like a tamarindo pod. And the pee would spray out of it. I'm like, Dad, open your dick before you pee out of it. It's like you're pissing out of the corner of a pillowcase. And my dad's life is, my dad's had a weird life, too. When I was 10 years old, my parents got divorced, and my dad turned into a Jew, and, I mean, he converted to Judaism. He didn't turn into a Jew. It's not like my dad was like... He, uh... Converted to Judaism. And, uh, and I had friends who were Jewish, and I knew that they had little clip dicks, little, little neat. And then I remembered my father's alligator claw of a penis. <laughs> I really hate penises. That's really my problem with being gay. That's why I'm not gay. Men are fine. I'd like to have a boyfriend. That would be nice. I would. Every time I hear somebody say, my boyfriend, I'm always like, I want a boyfriend. <laughs> Why can't I have a boyfriend? I like to have a big, tall boyfriend. <laughs> That's my boyfriend. I'm mad at my boyfriend. <laughs> I get to wear his jacket, it's all big on me. I'm like, it's my boyfriend's jacket. feel safe. I know I would like it. I would like to have a big dude in my life. Comes up behind me like this. I'm like, hi. <laughs> like, I know that would be nice. But in order to get all those parts, you have to have a fucking cock shoved up your asshole, like a, a hard dick ramming in your ass. Ah. Oh, fuck. Oh. I just wanted to wear your jacket. Thanks a lot, you guys. You were great. Thank you very, very much.